Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Rambo movies ranked. Uh, there are only five Rambo movies, so obviously there will be none left off this list. I will just be ranking them. Recently rewatched them this past week, revisited some classics, rewatched the newer releases, and uh, was able to put together this list. Pretty effortless, fun rewatching of a lot of these movies, some classic movies, uh, kind of re reevaluate like reframed some of the these movies in a new light it's uh it's kind of crazy uh of course rambo the vietnam vet special forces badass who takes on armies all by himself uh and uh just looking for a little bit of respect let's get into all these movies by the way written by sylvester stallone the second film was co-written by uh, james cameron which i thought was interesting uh he directed i believe just directed the rambo from 2008 but wrote all of them which i thought was pretty impressive uh just to see how oh i'm sorry he didn't write the first one <laughs> Uh, he, I think he wrote all the sequels. Didn't write the first one. Uh, but still, very impressive to see Sylvester Stallone taking a, a big part of his movies. I think that's a pretty common thing for a lot of his films to, to be pretty involved in them. But let's get it started, shall we, with my top five Rambo movies ranked. Starting off with number five, this is my least favorite film this f movie feels the most uh, least like a Rambo movie. There's, aside from Rambo being in it, most of this movie does not feel like a Rambo movie. Feels a lot more like a Taken movie and feels a lot more like an old white conservative kind of just letting off some steam in the writer's room. Uh, and this movie coming in at number five is Rambo last blood this is the newest the latest release came out 2019 right as the pandemic was about to kick off i remember seeing this in the theaters and being highly disappointed uh like i said very much a conservative fever dream in a lot of ways you have rambo living in arizona now at the end of rambo the 2008 rambo he end that movie ends with him going back to his family's ranch in arizona so this picks up at his family's ranch in arizona where he's living there with a friend and his friend's daughter uh and the daughter decides she wants to go to mexico to find her dad and rambo is not a fan of her dad he hates her dad he, he calls him evil black-hearted all this kind of stuff she tricks him into going and uh as you would see as you would expect by somebody who was inundated and constantly consumed right-wing propaganda uh when she her friend that she meets up with in mexico is the most 
stereotypical Mexican? Like, if you were to think of the stereotypical Chola in your head, from the way she spoke to her hairstyle to the way she dressed, uh, you would imagine exactly what her friend looks like. Completely cartoonish, completely stereotypical. Her friend takes her to go meet her dad. When she first meets her dad, her dad is, like, super kind of happy. It seems like the dad is, like, almost willing to, like, reconcile with the daughter until she asks why he left. And then on a dime, he turns into the most despicable, horrible person where it's like, I hated you and your mother. I never wanted to have you. And as soon as your mother died, I got the hell out of there. Right? Like, just kind of how conservatives think of Mexicans in general, right? Just evil people that hate their kids, despite him being all super happy when he, when he opened the door. Kind of crazy. Come to find out her friend set her up. She, is, like, she goes to, she they, takes her to a, uh, a bar to, like, let off some steam. And immediately this girl gets kidnapped and sex trafficked. Right. Because that's what happens when you go to Mexico. It looks horrible. It's very impoverished. Your dad is like this kind of super nice guy, but also super evil. Your friend sets you up. The friend that looks like a chola just has no problem selling her friend out to a sex trafficking group. So she instantly gets sex trafficked, gets hooked on drugs so she can't leave, and it becomes like a Taken movie where Rambo's got to go to Mexico to save his, his friend's kid. And of course he does. There's some fun, like, brutal action moments. Sure, he gets her. He Actually, no, he doesn't get her at first. He gets fucked up. There's this random reporter lady that helps Rambo heal up. She's nowhere to be found in the rest of this film. She only exists to help Rambo heal from his wounds from getting beat up by this cartel. Once he gets healed up, he goes right to the place where the people are being sex trafficked, knocks on the door, and like orders a young girl like he's ordering the number five off of McDonald's fast food menu. Right? They let him in because that's just how... That's how bro- illegal brothels and, and, and cartels work. You just knock on their door and ask for shit, and they just let you in. Uh, so they let him in. He wrecks house, gets this girl back, and on the drive back, for some reason, she dies. It's not an OD. You don't OD from opiates. I mean, you do OD from opiates, but you don't die from from ODing, or you don't die from the withdrawals, I'm saying, actually, of opiates. You, you could die from the withdrawals of alcohol, but not opiates. Opiates, you feel definitely feel sick. You feel horrible. Maybe you can die, but she's like a young person. There, she's not dying. It's not like she just shot up, so it's not an OD. It's not really clear why she dies, but for some reason on the drive back home, she dies. Right? But that's not enough. Right? Rambo coming home with the dead dead girl isn't enough. For some reason, the cartel wants to seek revenge on Rambo for stealing one of their girls. And I guess beating up some of their customers. So the entire cartel goes to Arizona to seek revenge. Because, of course, 
that's how the border situation works for all these conservatives. Like, oh, the cartels are going to come invade America, right? Caravans of illegal criminals are coming to, to like, kill you. But thankfully, Rambo's a good guy with a gun. And he sets up all these traps around his house. By the way, he's got a bunch of tunnels for some reason. Even though the tunnels give him PTSD of Vietnam, he's got all these tunnels. So he sets booby traps everywhere, which is kind of cool. They show up. He wrecks shop. Super brutal. Guts the dude. Whatever. Dumb movie. Not very much a Rambo movie. Very conservative propaganda in a lot of ways. Kind of a bummer kind of not not kind of a bummer a definite bummer not just just not good not good so number five rambo last blood a movie that should never have been made it should have ended the franchise should have ended with the 2008 rambo when that the movie's over and he goes back home to arizona that's all we needed that's it don't need any more Rambos. This was so unnecessary. This was like Sylvester Stallone watching way too much Fox News and just had an idea. Watched like a lot of Fox News and the whole Taken franchise. He's like, I, I, can, I can do that too. Anyway, number five, Rambo Last, Rambo Last Blood. Moving on to my number four favorite Rambo movie. This is a movie that, uh, you know, was this is the movie that was co-written by uh, is Sylvester Stallone and James Cameron, the James Cameron. Uh, this is also a follow-up to a very good movie. Uh, this is a movie that has been spoofed in a lot of movies, specifically, I believe, Hot Shots Part Deux did a lot of spoofing of this movie and that movie is coming in at number four rambo first blood part two uh this is a movie that finds rambo after the events of the first film in prison breaking up gigantic boulders for some reason gets recruited to do a special op covert op back in vietnam we gotta send you back rambo to do an extraction of a POW. And uh, so it's Rambo in Vietnam. Like, this movie should have been a prequel. Like, if they wanted to show Rambo in Vietnam, just show us a prequel before the events of First Blood. Right? Just show us, like, on some random mission he was on in Vietnam before coming back home. And it would have been great. But the fact that they send him back there, they try to inject some, uh, like, the end. They try to weave in, like, oh, it's the American government also is, like, using him. He's expendable, the whole term of expendable, like, which obviously became the expendables. Not that this movie invented that term, but I think... The fact that Rambo was expendable and he's like this superhero guy, I think, lends itself to that franchise as well, which I'd be interested to go back and visit, especially after watching these. But uh, so he goes to to save this guy and it's like almost 
effortless for him and then but he finds out that like oh you know the the u.s government never really intended on him succeeding was kind of hoping that he would fail that way they could you know just kind of write it off and then he gets revenge on the government and i think it's trying to add like social commentary that the first movie had and did very well at adding into the story and was a big aspect of the first movie i think they tried to do that but instead of you know highlighting how the police treat you know war vets and just how the police treat people in general this was more of a commentary on the u.s military and how they used soldiers and and all this stuff and considered them to be expendable a lot of close-ups on his veiny arms Right. It's clearly more of the the stereotypical Rambo action movie stuff. Russians are involved. There's this love interest that the, a lot of the casting doesn't really feel very authentic. She definitely feels like a, a kind of a mixed race girl. Like She doesn't seem like she's 100 percent Vietnamese. Uh, she, she definitely I don't know. It just it just felt like what you would see in you know a rambo the casting of a rambo movie from 1985 and uh you know trying to give a love interest because you got to have a love interest in these action movies there's no love interest in the first one people love the love interest and that's one thing james cameron's good at james cameron not necessarily the most decorated screenwriter like as far as the stories he comes up with they're kind of generic he knows the things he knows what people want and he just plugs them in because he knows it's going to make money highly successful don't get me wrong but he changes films into making something that's super interesting and specific and making them very broad and diluting a lot of it and trying to do a lot in in a small amount of space and it just I don't know. I think I think the addition of James Cameron probably ruined this movie in a lot of ways. I don't know. I don't know what he was a part of. Uh, you also get the exploding arrows. There's a scene like there's a helicopter that's after Rambo and it, for whatever reason, loves to fly really low to the ground. And there's a scene where they're Rambo's in a lake and they're hovering over the lake trying to shoot him. But for some reason, the helicopter's like a foot off of the water surface so rambo's able to jump out of the water grab a guy that's in the helicopter and pull him out ridiculous just like and everything looks like a sound stage also so for all of those reasons rambo first blood at least it's a rambo movie unlike last blood rambo first blood part two it's a rambo movie the action's not that great I don't really care about the love interest. The injection of the political stuff is, seems like it was an afterthought. The the breaking of the boulders in the beginning is like so cheesy. Uh, but it is what it is. Rambo, First Blood Part 2. It's coming in at number four.
And now a quick word from our sponsor. Now you can wear the many faces. Original art by Ray Taylor. Select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings. All products made with high quality materials made right here in the USA. Go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10% when you check out by using coupon code RTS. TMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. Moving on to my third favorite Rambo movie. This is also the third Rambo movie, Rambo 3. Very similar in a lot of ways to Rambo First Blood Part 2. But instead of going to Vietnam again, uh, this movie picks up with Rambo living in Thailand, which makes sense, a neighbor to Vietnam. You know, he is uh, doing these like blood sport type stick fighting. You get the iconic, uh, you know, he's been working out on his back muscles like crazy. Is the iconic like tying the bandana around his head shot before he goes and stick fights uh and uh he is recruited or he's he's asked to be part he's tr- they attempt to recruit him his buddy colonel uh tuckerson or whatever uh troutman they attempt to recruit him to do a mission in afghanistan because the russians are invading and they're giving arms to the rebel army which is you know we find out now is the taliban uh, obviously, which is something that happened in reality. Obviously, the politics of these movies probably a little bit off. I mean, that didn't end well for the United States, providing the Taliban with all this training and arms. But at the time, they were supposedly, I mean, it's similar to what we're doing in Ukraine. I mean, we're giving Ukraine all of this military arms and, and funding and all this kind of stuff, similar to fight off the Russians, similarly to what we were doing with Afghanistan giving the Taliban, these rebel fighters, uh, these weapons and things to fight off the Russians for us there. Uh, so they try to recruit Rambo to do that. He turns it down. Turns out Colonel uh, Troutman, for whatever reason, is in combat. Like, it doesn't make sense why he would be in combat. He's a super old dude. He's a colonel. But whatever. He's in combat. And he gets captured. And Rambo doesn't like that. So he's got to go rescue his friend so instead of the second movie going to rescue some random guy this time it's personal so rambo goes to to uh afghanistan which i enjoy the change of scenery it's a desert instead of a jungle it's still the rambo type of a story as far as these sequels go uh where he's on this special mission to to help uh get his friend out his friend being tortured like there's no way that old dude would be able to take that torture um rambo's knife is even bigger which is kind of fun i guess uh instead of a love interest there's a kid uh that happens to like the necklace that his love interest from the previous movie gave him uh so there's kind of this almost like a father-son type of a dynamic between uh rambo and this kid rambo bonds with the uh, Taliban, you know, playing their weird game, which I don't know how 
accurate. I don't know if that game exists or whatever, but, you know, there's bonding moments, sure. Uh, the action is a lot better in this movie. Uh, the best action, I would say, out of all of them, definitely more action-packed. You have helicopters again, uh, still flying super low. You have tanks in this one. You got a lot of big explosions in this one. Um, you have the scene where Rambo pulls out the shrapnel from his side and cauterizes it using uh, gunpowder, lighting gunpowder, like which is a great move that we've seen in other action movies. Uh, and, of course, he goes, saves him. He's got this big fight with a giant, which is a bunch of common thing in a lot of action movies. Um, he gets to a point where it's like it's just him and the colonel, and they're pinned down in this, like, little crevice, and it's like the, the Russian army is coming after him, and they're just, like, doing everything they can to survive. And, of course, you have the moment where the cavalry comes in. I love that, move, that moment in movies with the cavalry. Obviously, I recently watched Stagecoach, where the literal cavalry comes to save the, the stagecoach. But that moment that's in so many movies... Where it's like you think you're you're done for. You think the main characters are done for. They've done all they can. They're running out of ammo. They're surrounded. And then the, the cavalry shows up. And in this movie, the cavalry is the Taliban. But you're cheering for them. Regardless of the geopolitical politics of all of this stuff. For this movie at this time watching it unplugged from the reality of politics and all that kind of stuff, you're rooting for them, right? Because they're pinned down. And the rebels are, I mean, the rebels in any movie, look at Star Wars, you cheer for the rebels. They're the underdogs. They're the ones fighting against the fascist regime. So it's a great scene. And there's also a great scene where it's the tank versus the helicopter. Great kind of uh, game of chicken that they just end up running into each other. Uh, but great action moments. There's the scene where Rambo's, like, climbing up the, the side of a mountain, very much like Mission Impossible 2 has, you know, definitely, I would, I would imagine, inspired Mission Impossible 2 in some ways. Uh, but, yeah, just a lot of fun, just a really fun action movie, right? Uh, looks like it was filmed on location. I mean, probably not in Afghanistan, but in a desert doesn't look like it was filmed in a soundstage on a soundstage like uh first blood part two so i enjoyed it right probably top three one of the best i would say one of the better of the rambo movies especially for that kind of that kind of template of rambo movie so number three is rambo three Moving on, also probably the most Rambo Rambo ever looked was Rambo 3. You know, he is the most jacked. He is the most badass, I would say, for a lot of it, maybe. But let's move on. My number two favorite Rambo movie, this one, by far the goriest movie, by far the most graphic movie, by far kind of the most epic action as well despite it being super gory and all that. Uh, my number two favorite Rambo movie is Rambo from 2008. Uh, this is the one that was directed by Rambo, him, or Sylvester Stallone, also written by Sylvester Stallone. 
uh, starring Sylvester Stallone, obviously. This one, in a lot of ways, feels like a a combination of First Blood Part 2 and Rambo 3 in some ways. Like, it has aspects of both of those wrapped into this movie, uh, where it opens with Rambo in Thailand, uh, you know, obviously way older, retired, kind of doing his thing, going hunting for cobras in his time off, uh, giving people rides in his boat up the river. He gets recruited to escort this uh these missionaries who are going to provide medical assistance as well as selling them on jesus uh to parts of burma which is myanmar now uh, because that is where the civil war is at in that area of the world uh and rambo doesn't want to do it but the female part of this missionary crew convinces him she becomes kind of like the love interest that was in First Blood Part Two, but not really. Uh, but at least she's able to convince them. And uh, on their way, crazy shit happens. Like you know, you're seeing people get like sh- like torn apart by bullets, by these large caliber bullets. You're seeing people burned, exploded, dismembered, body parts flying away, heads being exploded. Super gory, super violent. But I think part of that is to illustrate the horrors of war. Like, I think what this movie does is it, in a way that the previous movies, especially like First Blood Part Two, I think was trying to do, is to truly show the horrors of war and to show kind of what it was like in Vietnam and why so many people were severely traumatized from not only Vietnam, but from war in general, because you're seeing people just getting torn in half, which I don't know how accurate that is to actual combat, but I would imagine if you're using large caliber bullets out of a gun that's shooting them very fast in succession, uh, it, it is very likely that that humans turn into piles of flesh and bone and blood on the ground very effortlessly so definitely showing the brutalities of war uh so he drops them off they instantly get like that town gets invaded by the the evil people and uh they get captured and the church hires mercenaries to go rescue them and because rambo knows where he dropped them off he's the only one that knows where they dropped him off he is hired to then escort them escort the mercenaries to the same place he escorted these uh these christian people of course the mercenaries are all kind of like very whiny complainy don't seem like elite warriors in any way uh, and talk down to Rambo as if he doesn't know anything, which is kind of funny. I enjoy that kind of a th- aspect of it. Uh, when they show up, obviously, they can't handle it, and Rambo is kind of there now to save everybody, uh, which I enjoy. I appreciate that. It kind of it definitely elevates the action 
not only in just the gore and the horrific aspects of it and the body dismemberment and all that stuff, but it elevates. Like, there's a scene where he takes a claymore and, and has them chase after him, and he puts the claymore, he knows where, like, a bomb is because he just knows everything, right? Puts it by this bomb that didn't explode, and the, when the bad guys get there, they pull the claymore and it explodes and there's this giant explosion which is pretty badass there's a scene where rambo rips the throat out of a guy when he's there to rescue the girl who's about to be raped uh it is just so brutal but crazy good action good action well filmed action uh, better casting all around, like the people look like they are from that area as opposed to First Blood Part Two, which didn't seem like that at all. Uh, and again, we have the cavalry, the rebels coming to help at the very end, which is similar to Rambo 3. Um, and it ends with him going back home to Arizona, which I felt like should have been just end it there. Right, you you get to show the brutality of war, which he never got to do. You kind of got to make up for First Blood Part Two and also Rambo Three. It was kind of like a legacy sequel, where it kind of rebooted those things, but also did it in a more of a modern day style. Perfect, end it right there. And then they went and did Last Blood, which was just garbage. But Rambo from two thousand eight is my second favorite Rambo movie. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspire Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspire Disorder Plus member today. Moving on to the f- my first, the best, in my opinion, there is no, like, there is a clear first and a clear worst in this list. And anybody that would say anything other than, I mean, I guess you could argue this one is different than all the other Rambo movies, but it was the first. It's not this movie's fault that the other movies, that James Cameron changed the formula of the movie, right? James Cameron took alien and turned it turned this horror sci-fi horror space movie into an action movie right james cameron took rambo which is like massive political like like social commentary and turn it into a generic action template so it's not this movie's fault that the the subsequent movies were different but this movie I think on a lot of ways, messaging as a film, it says a lot. It has by far the most accurate depiction of the police 
I've ever seen in a movie. And that movie is, of course, First Blood. The very first Rambo movie. Uh, Rambo's is going to Hope Washington to, to meet up with a war buddy, finds out his war buddy's dead, uh, kind of on his way, passing through town. A uh, cop picks him up, offers to drive him to the edge of town because he doesn't like his kind around. And uh, when Rambo gets dropped off, he's like, you know what? I, I'm tired of not being welcome at my home, right? After the Vietnam War, a lot of people were protesting the, the soldiers that were coming back who were suffering from massive PTSD, were suffering because the, the government completely let them down, and then now the people of the that that live here are against them the police hate them because they're homeless because they have mental health issues and the police don't really give a shit about those things uh and rambo decides to walk back into town right as a point of pride he's like i'm going to go to this town and i'm going to go find somewhere to eat right he for whatever reason he's like fuck you i'm going into this i'm walking into this town i'm a free man i like sacrificed my life for this country and i'm going to do this thing police officer and of course the police officer acts like police do right no they're anti-homeless people anti i mean especially like anti-homeless vets i mean that happens i mean a lot of homeless people are vets anyway and the police just do not care about any of the homeless whatsoever uh they are you know trump up charges in order to just arrest people when he brings them in just dehumanizes them on every level so much so that the way he's being treated at this police precinct gives him flashbacks to how he was treated at the pow camp right like in every way showing an honest depiction of the police and how the police act to this day and how i and what i love about this movie Unlike most movies that show bad cops, right? Most movies show bad cops as if they are rogue bad cops or as if there's just a small group of bad cops, like, like Training Day was just a, a, a group of, of, of bad cops. Or, you know, a lot of them are just like a cop here or there. Versus this, show, this movie shows the institution of policing being bad, being against homeless people, being against military people doing everything they can to take the freedoms away from people that they don't like so the ptsd he tries to escape right just as he escaped the pow camp and what happens the police go to hunt him right just as we see during the george floyd protests police congratulating each other on their 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 outing to go hunt people right it's come out multiple times of police departments cheering each other on to go hunt civilians and in this show in this movie there is a cop i mean they're all out to get him i mean yeah he escaped prison but he should never have been arrested to begin with Right. There was no like he was carrying his Bowie knife. Right. So because of that, they lock him up and because he's homeless and because he smells. But literally a guy with a hunting rifle and a scope and a helicopter is trying to kill him from the helicopter, even 
when Rambo tries to give give up, the cops try to kill him, try to murder him, because that's what cops do. In real life, cops murder citizens regularly. Cops murder children regularly. And get away with it. And when the spotlight's on them, like the cops in Uvalde, they do everything possible to cover it up. And that's what I loved about First Blood. It's like, yes. Like, this is so, like, it's, it's so socially aware for 2022. And it was made back in 19, uh, 1982. Forty years ago, this movie is still depicting cops as accurately as cops act today insane and even cops recruiting regular citizens to pretend to be cops in order to hunt rambo which that's uvalde police department high uh, you know recruiting uh biker gangs to help them keep the press out So I love this this movie for I mean, I was like while watching this, I mean, it's also great. You know, it's like the escalation of also the police escalating the situation in every way. Like Rambo is just trying to get away, just trying to get away. But because they keep pursuing him because they're shooting at him, he sets up these booby traps to just slow them down. And then when it went and then when it just they do not stop, they keep escalating it they keep escalating it. And then Rambo's like, OK. I'm done running. I'm going to go and attack you now. Right? And then they bring in the colonel. And there's the great monologue that Sylvester Stallone gives. Just such a great monologue about how he's like, what's the point? I'm just used. What was the point of the war? We didn't do anything. Just a great monologue. Great acting. Great performance. Best performance in all these movies. Best monologue. They tried to inject that same kind of thing in First Blood Part 2, and it just did not work at all, in my opinion. Not even close to this to this one. You also get to see the, how the media spins the story in, in favor of the police, the copaganda that the media do, which you see in this. I mean, this movie is so... I mean, you would say it's ahead of its time. I just don't think it's ever changed. I think just that's what the media has always done and just said, regurgitated whatever the cops say, and the cops just don't care about humans. They just do not care about civilians, and it's their war against us. Like, it's the cops against everybody that they think should be in jail, and if you don't go to jail, then your life is meaningless to them. Unless you're a white nationalist, and then they show a lot of restraint, and they show you a lot of respect. But if you're anything other than a white nationalist, the cops don't show any restraint. The cops will attempt to hunt you. The cops will potentially kill you and go on a paid vacation. So, yeah. The best movie, the best, I mean, by far an amazing film in general in general this is like levels above all of the rambo movies like clearly a movie that was successful at the time for all of these reasons for its social commentary for it really showing the reality of policing in this country 
And then James Cameron came in and turned it into an action franchise. Which this movie does does have action, but it's very much a drama, too. Very much a drama. But, uh, yeah. First Blood, the best Rambo movie, in my opinion. So let me go one more time. This is my top five Rambo movies ranked. Starting off with number five is Rambo Last Blood. Number four is Rambo First Blood Part 2. Number three is Rambo 3. Number two is Rambo from 2008. And my favorite Rambo movie of all time, hands down, doesn't even come close, is First Blood. Let me know how you would rank the Rambo films in the comments. Hit me up on social media. I would like to know how you defend any of the other movies as being uh, better than how I rank them. I feel this is a, a solid definitive ranking of the films, but I could be wrong, and I'm willing to at least entertain your opinions in my comments, so do so if you wish. And go back and watch First Blood. I, I think it's a movie that uh, it, it holds up so well on so many levels. You know, a government that doesn't care about the, the soldiers that come back that are severely traumatized with PTSD. You have a policing department that doesn't care about people in general, uh, will hunt people, will escalate situations, will dehumanize whenever possible. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed rewatching these movies and was really blown away in my rewatch of First Blood. Uh, so check him out. Rambo. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.